0: Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Robert Saint-Jacques, Director of Customer Success at 7Geese, a goal-setting and performance management software company based in wonderful Vancouver, BC. I love Vancouver. Uh, 7Geese believe in a world where people can grow and achieve more together. Bob, welcome to the show.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to chat with you this morning.
0: And listeners, this is going to be the first of two interviews you're going to hear with uh, with Bob. The second one will be with the awesome Matt Burns coming to uh, some headphones near you very, very soon. Uh, Bob, firstly, tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Please tell them, tell them about your career background up to joining 7 Geese.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. So I've had a very un- unorthodox career as far as HR goes. But I started you know, way back in 1992. And one of my mentors suggested in, instead of you know focusing on a job or career, he basically challenged me to pick a mission. And he said, you know, pick a problem that you're passionate about. And, uh, you know, dedicate your life's mission to solving it. So the problem that I picked was to improve HR for everybody, for employees, for managers, for organizations and the community. So that led me into becoming a labor and employment attorney. I later became my started working for one of my clients as a senior HR executive. I then, you know, started working with organizations, so lens crafters in the US, uh, then I went to work for Delta Airlines after 9-11, uh, worked for another uh, retail organization, doing a lot of HR transformations. As you can mention, Delta Airlines was a quite uh, difficult tra- transformation. Then um, I moved to Dubai where I started working for, you know, we'll call it hyper growth organizations. So these are organizations that are growing at 100, 200 percent every year. And I had to come along and tell them that despite those uh, great numbers, that uh, they actually had a lot of room for improvement. So, you know, I was kind of raised the bar in the challenge uh, aspect of my career. I then went on and I became I taught in universities, taught in MBA programs, HR, change management, organizational development. And uh, I've worked in the Middle East. I've worked in South Asia, Southeast Asia, and Africa. Uh, more specifically, in Lagos, Nigeria, and Nairobi, Kenya. My last gig was in prior to Seven Geese was in Malaysia, where I worked for a fast-growing startup, and I was a Seven Geese customer. And uh, so after a 25-year world tour, so to speak, um, where I was, you know, I was an expat, left Canada in 1992, decided it was time to come home, mostly for family reasons. And so when I called the folks at Seven Geese, I said, hey, look, you know, heads up, um, I'll be heading back to Canada. They asked me where I was heading to. I said, beautiful Vancouver. And they said, you have a job? And I said, nope. (laughs) And so they said, let's talk. And that's how I ended up at Seven Geese. I learned a little bit later that the implementation I did at my company uh, was one of the highest adoption rates uh, post-implementation that you know, in Seven Geese history. So they said, hey, can you come in and help other customers get this level of success? And that's how I found myself at Seven Geese.
0: Holy smokes. Uh, that, that is some career. Oh my goodness me. I, I always start with that question, eh? Uh, around one's career background, but uh, I, I don't often hear such a diverse and impressive answer as that. Wow, Bob. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's, let's get into seven Geeks a bit. Why seven yeah. Geese? What, what What's the mission there?
1: Well, the mission, you know, you've got like most, uh, you know, successful companies, they're born out of frustration. So, you know, our founder, I mean, you know, he was working in Silicon Valley, you know, a few years ago, you know, post the first uh, dot-com boom. And what he found was as an engineer, you know, he, he's, you know, he saw that appraisals weren't working. Um, basically, the way feedback is given wasn't working. And he came at this, you know, came to a solution from the engineering side, so to speak. So he wasn't an HR person, but, you know, he started doing research and, and he's very, um, passionate about, you know, digging in and finding out what the, the the problems are, what solutions can be. So he started looking into the science, a lot of the research that have been done in this area. And I don't mean the one study, I mean, meta-analyses, systematic reviews, and saying, you know, there's got to be a better way. And of course, you know, there's a gap between what science knows and what business does. And he set about bridging that gap. So, you know, as you mentioned in, in the beginning, you know, to paraphrase, you know, we help people and companies, companies do and achieve more together, right? Because you can't have one without the other. You can't do top down and it can't be, you know, you've got uh, holacracies and, and other attempts too, which is, you know, bottom up, uh, so to speak. So we tend to come in and follow the, the science or the research and say that there's a place for both, right? For, for leadership to plant the stake and also for to, to empower employees and help them, you know, achieve, you know, individual, departmental and organizational goals together.
0: Okay, Awesome. Now, tell us a bit about the the technology that makes all of this wonderful stuff happen. Uh, How how is your tech different from your competitors?
1: So in terms of the the technology and the platform itself, where we typically receive a lot of kudos is on our user interface. Um, People appreciate the aesthetics, the way it's laid out, uh, the feedback, some more feedback that we get uh, relates to, and then this is in relation to our competitors, is that it's logical, easy to follow, and so on. And, and that's not surprising given you know, who our founder is uh, coming from the tech background. But what really sets us apart is uh, what, you know, basically my team. And uh, to be fair, it was only created or enhanced, so to speak, you know, when I arrived about a year and a half ago. Now, the reason I say different is that, yes, while we have the title of customer success uh, you can imagine it's created a little bit of a nightmare for me in terms of recruiting because I'm looking for the very wide Swiss army knife, so to speak. So I'm looking for an individual who has project management skills, change management skills, an HR background, OD, um, basically instructional design, uh, uh, you know, advisory, consultancy, and so on. So I'm not looking for your traditional customer success person who's trying to upsell a customer. What we want is literally an extra person you can rely on and bring in to your HR team as needed to help you implement and then also help you optimize and use of the system. So, you know, while we do have a lot of uh, technologic, uh, technological differences in terms of our UI and so on that, that we feel are superior and that our customers tell us are superior, but the other aspect relates to, the after sales support, not the upsell aspect of it, where we have actually people with HR experience, in some case research experience, you know, in the HR field, for example, um, organizational psychologists and so on who, who are part of the team.
0: Traditional performance reviews have gotten bad press in the past for, for various different reasons. What's, what's new? What's different in your approach?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the, the traditional piece, I remember, you know, going back, I was in, is in Dubai, it was 2005. And uh, I remember being at a conference uh, and, you know, looking out at the audience, about 700 of my peers. And I started, you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, following through and talking about the book, you know, abolish, uh, you know, annual appraisals. And I say at that time, probably about 20% of the audience walked out, like disgusted with me i 'm um, glad to see we 've come a long way, so now, when I do have these discussions, nobody walks out i 've got people that come in, and you know the audience tends to grow rather than uh, shrink in that area so you know I think the profession as a whole, as more and more research has come out that you know the profession as as a whole has become a little bit more open minded and you can see that that ourselves and our competitors you know if you look really briefly you know for the past year year and a half we 've all been doing quite well all right so it means The market is is growing, so to speak, as people become more aware. So, you know, what's happening is that people are looking at the research and, you know, their own experience and, and, you know, common sense to a certain extent and shrinking the timelines in terms of, you know, goal setting. So you're not setting annual goals anymore. Uh, Feedback, right? You're not getting feedback once a quarter or in many cases in organizations once a year, Right. What they found is that the demand for more timely and and broken down into small bite-sized pieces, the feedback, you know, needs to be you know cut down in t- both in terms of time and amount. So what we do is our technology helps you do that. So following, I know we're going to talk about OKRs in a few minutes, but you know, using the OKR methodology, you're not setting these you know big hairy audacious goals that are ten years long and kind of you know guiding people towards it. What you're doing is you may have those, but then you break it down into bite-sized pieces in terms of, you know, quarterly, and then in terms of individuals, you're giving them feedback on a weekly or biweekly basis. So what we're doing is focusing on again, what does the research and science tell us? Is that people want more timely feedback and shorter um, objectives or goals that are you know in in terms of achievability um, broken down so that you know they can catch up so to speak or if they get ahead they can start on some of the next pieces.
0: You must be a mind reader Bob because yes that is exactly where we are going now. Uh, So uh, you guys employ a methodology uh, called objective and, and key result. You claim that that means that you can measure what really matters. Can you talk to us a bit more about uh what what is objective and key results methodology how is it different to, to other solutions out there
1: yeah so and as as i hinted at you know OKRs is a, a structure um that is used by by many companies and it's not you know very strict so to speak you know you have the Google way of doing it and in, in, in different companies you know achieve a different way and I always say you know, depending on where you are in your level of maturity and what your goals are as an organization and or what your aspirations are, I always say, you know, there's three kinds of areas, right? You've got roof shots, sky shots, and moonshots. So Google talks a lot about their moon shots. Well, they've got the funding and the revenue to support that kind of, you know, high aspirational pieces. But if you're a company that is looking to hit, you know, very, you know, yearly milestones or you're looking for funding and so on and so forth, some of them want to do probably a combination of roof shots, which are absolute, um, we must meet these, and sky shots. So what you do is you break those down and you basically, OKRs, do follow the science and research in this area. So when you start looking at, you know, what does the science and research say? They say that one of the best ways to formulate a goal is to have an aspirational, qualitative statement of where of the outcome that you want. An easier way to say that mouthful <laughs> is an objective, right? So you write the objective. But that's not good enough, right? Because in terms of individuals, you can say, look, we want to be, you know, one of the best companies to work for in Vancouver, okay. Everybody can nod their heads and agree that that's a wonderful objective. It's a wonderful outcome. But what you need beyond that are milestones, some tangible milestones, uh, so to speak. So, you know, in the case of OKRs, they call them key results. So these tend to be very quantitative. So by its nature, the the quantitative nature, uh, the quantitative piece of dates and timelines is already built in, right? So typically they, they follow a quarter. And so in the case of, you know, we want to be one of the best places to work. So, you know, we will be on the uh, Vancouver business top 50 list, right? So very specific. Um, We will be recognized as a top diversity employer by this. And we will be one of the the up and coming, you know, employers in Canada based on this uh, measurement as well. So what you have is, again, you start with an objective, uh, which is very aspirational outcome-oriented, supported by key results, so that people know uh, that if they're doing a series of tasks, i.e. I fill out an application for this survey, that the outcome is what you're focused on, which are driving your behavior.
0: Wonderful. Now, we're going to try something a little bit different in this interview, listeners. We're now going to do a a rapid-fire session. Uh, So, because Seven Geese offers so many different services based on uh, technologies and, and consultative practices, uh, I, I thought it might, might be quite nice just to throw some of those features that you do offer at you and ask you to offer a line or two on each so our listeners can get a little bit of an insight of, of, your, of your full array of, of services and, and expertise. So here we go. Are you ready, Bob?
1: I am ready. Fire uh, away.
0: Okay. okay. Firstly, tell me about 360 feedback and engagement from Seven Geese.
1: So 360 feedback allows you to start surveys for uh, individuals, and then they get to choose, uh, either you choose or they choose their peers from whom they get feedback, and then it's wrapped up in a nice little summary report um, that, you know, can be used as part of your giving feedback.
0: Excellent. Next, one-on-ones and coaching.
1: So one-on-ones are are, uh, based in our system, and what we have is Within it, we have the ability for the employee to request a one-on-one with their manager. Set the agenda; it can be set by the employee or the manager. Also, within the the system, you can create a set of action items from that meetings from from which to follow up. And also in that same view, you would get to, to pull over and you'll you know if I if I could picture it and people you know how people picture it in their minds. Off to the right, there's a little arrow, and you can pull in their OKRs that they are working on for the conversation. So it's a one-stop shop with which to frame your conversation uh, for your one-on-ones in order to provide feedback going both ways from the manager and from the employee.
0: Okay, good luck answering this next one in, in a couple of lines. Career management.
1: Well here what we do is we've raised we've raised the level of of career management, career development to the OKR level. In other words, what we're saying is that, you know, we have employee led and organizationally supported development structure. And what this does is we put together our features because a lot of times development or training is not just very formal training off site and so on and so forth. Some of it is on the job. And what we do is bring those two aspects together in terms of performance management, people's goals and objectives and their development goals and objectives and have it be one ecosystem, one Uh, you know, single view in order to ensure that, you know, both the individuals and the company are growing together, like we say on our mission.
0: Wow, you handled that like a pro. Uh, Okay, (laughs) Uh, uh, People analytics.
1: So here again, you know, as you can imagine, within our type of system, we've got a tremendous amount of data. So the challenge for us is how to turn that data into information. So everything related to um, you know, a number of objectives completed, how many one-on-ones and so on and so forth. So I'll give you a very tangible example. At iFlix, what I did was I used seven geese and I ranked the departments by objectives, one-on-ones, you know, feedback and recognitions. And then next to it, I used Office5, which is a company out of Montreal, to do our engagement surveys. And not surprisingly, people that used seven geese regularly or had the highest adoption rates also ranked perfectly so we had eight different departments the rank one through eight and they matched so the usage of seven geese and the engagement levels of employees matched on each side so this is what we talk about you know people analytics so within the seven geese uh environment and ecosystem itself it provides you with a lot of data and feedback which is actionable which of course then leads to higher engagement
0: and just finally on this rapid fire Session, uh, you guys integrate with loads and loads of very well-known technologies, including Slack and Bamboo HR and whatnot. Can you uh, can you just highlight a few of your key partners?
1: Yeah, so basically, our overall philosophy is we want to be where the work is. So, in terms of integration, we have obviously a lot of clients are, are tech companies, so we integrate with Jira, um, we integrate with Google Mail, Outlook. You know, for the one-on-ones, right? So you only have to book it in one place. Um, again, we. Uh, integrate with quite a few HRA systems. You just mentioned Bamboo HR, and uh, you know we've worked with clients from Workday to ADP. You know some of the large large ones to some of the smaller, more bespoke systems. Actually, in terms of getting the the information to go back and forth, but again, it's about bringing to life our overarching philosophy is to be where the work is. So thus the the, the Slack and even the Google Sheets aspect. If you want to pull in you know some kind of information that are your KPIs and pull them into, for example, your KRs. So, um, yeah, this is just a matter of living up to our overall philosophy.
0: I love your overall philosophy, Bob. You're doing terribly well.
1: Um, Okay. We are coming towards this
0: end end of this interview already, believe it or not. Just the last couple of questions for you. And the next one is focused on a really cool event, which is happening on May 30th. So as you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, it's this week. If you haven't got your ticket yet, it's happening in Toronto at the Toronto Region Board of Trade. It's going to be awesome. It's led by XREF. They're expecting up to 400 senior HR folks and leaders of recruitment and whatnot. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about why seven geese decided to get involved with fuel HR and a bit more about the format?
1: Yeah. So uh, first of all, like you, we are big fans of XREF as well. So I personally, and my head of professional services have been working with XREF actually we've done uh, or uh, we've done meetings with them in Vancouver and even as far away as London. And uh, because we find ourselves on the road quite a bit. So, you know, when Laura uh, you know, asked us about Fuel HR, you know, a couple of reasons. A, we like XREF. We knew it would be a fantastic, professionally managed um, event. So, on the one side, on the other side, you know, what we have is, while we've been successful around the world, right? So, and I could look at my calendar and and see that, you know, we have about 95% of our customers, you know, outside of Canada. And what we found is that, you know, we need to do a better job of letting people know who we are. So we get a lot of Canadian clients who say, I've never heard of you guys before. Meanwhile, we've got, you know, a hundred clients in. Silicon Valley, we've got a dozen clients in Kuala Lumpur, we've got a dozen clients in Tallinn, Estonia, and, you know, three dozen clients in London. So, you know, it's one of those recognition pieces where, you know, hey, look, we need to do a better job of not hiding our light under a bushel, so to speak, and letting people know at home, you know, who we are despite being quite successful (laughs) overseas.
0: You mentioned Laura just a second ago there. Just a little shout out to Laura Johnson. You are wonderful. uh, Laura is the marketing director at XREF. She does a fantastic job and she is a delight to work with. Hello, Laura. Okay, we are at our last question before we wrap up for today, Bob. And that is, how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about 7Geese?
1: All right, so if you want to connect with me, I'm fairly Quite or not fairly I am quite transparent. Um, some people would say maybe in, the, in the, you know the TMI area, but you know it is uh, HR related so you really don't have to guess what I'm thinking because I'm pretty much put it out there. So number one is on LinkedIn. Uh, so Robert Saint jacques uh, you can go ahead and, and look me up there. The other place is I have a website www.robertsaintjacquesalloneword.com. jacques all one word, .com, you can have a peek there now in terms of seven geese, you can go to 7geese.com, which is the number 7, dot ecom and have a look at what's going on with us. Um, we do quite a bit of um, you know, what we call educating the community and interacting with the community. So just yesterday, for example, we had a Hacking HR meetup event in our offices where we talked about benefits, not performance management, right? So Uh, A few couple months ago, we had a women in tech meeting. We have product meetings and so on. So we tend to be quite active in the community uh, all over the world because, you know, as I mentioned before, we do a lot of traveling. So look for us at a in a city near you. Um, It's, you know, I've done these events in Kuala Lumpur, Amsterdam, London, we've done some in Stockholm, and as far away as Lima, Peru and Bogota, Colombia. So we're out there.
0: Yeah, certainly sounds like it. Uh, okay, well, that just leads me to say for today, uh, this is, don't forget that there will be another interview with Bob uh, hosted by the awesome Matt Burns coming very soon. Uh, but for today, Bob, thank you very much for being a guest on this HR Chat episode.
1: You're quite welcome. Thank you again, Bill. And
0: listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette.